Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Sonetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And today we're talking about veterans education, specifically the Veteran Friendly Schools Conference that we just held and that many of you may have missed, but we want to make sure that we give you the highlights of that and some of the things that are happening right now in the state around education. Uh, joining us today is Chris Taylor. He is the uh, schools analyst, veteran friendly schools analyst for the MVAA. Jake Kokowitz, who is at uh, Saginaw Valley State University. He's a student there and he'll be talking about his experience. And Jill Hinton-Wolf, she is over programming for military and veteran connected students at GVSU, Grand Valley State University. Um, There's going to be great information. I think it's timely. We're right here in the fall when students may start thinking about their next uh, year in the spring for school. So um, you want to get out some paper, take some notes, because we have an interesting show for you today. So we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. We're back on the Veterans Perspective, and today we're discussing veterans in education and specifically key takeaways from our recent veteran-friendly schools conference that we held in Grand Rapids, where we talked with both veteran counselors and student veterans about their organization. And we talked about some of the guests that will be joining us today, Chris Taylor, Jake Kokowitz, and Jill Hinton-Wolf. And, uh, but, but I really wanted to, to start to have a dialogue a little bit as is again, timely that we're having these discussions around um, education, because this is really the time where people start thinking about, you know, am I going to go back to school? Am I going to, am I going to do more? And so for those veterans who are out there and those spouses, and then those dependents who are considering school, this is a great opportunity for you um, for this show. So, you know, we had our second annual veteran-friendly schools conference recently, and it was a great success. We had student veterans that took part in this conference as well as counselors and those who were working with our veterans on a daily basis to make sure that veterans are getting educated. So we were able to hear from them and really get some sound advice as how to make sure veterans are successful when they go back to school. And that was held again in Grand Rapids on September 27th. Uh, some of the key takeaways that we, we saw were that um, student veterans have more support than ever. And, you know, I attribute that to several factors. I, I think, one, our veteran-friendly schools program where we really help educate schools on veteran-friendly speak and, you know, uh, core competencies and, and really providing them resources for veterans has been critical in moving that dial. But I think the other piece is, is making sure that the right people are in the right positions, those people who are passionate about serving veterans. And that's really what we saw at the conference, people that were passionate about serving veterans. And so many of the colleges that are part of our veteran-friendly schools program, which I believe there are 63 between gold, silver, and bronze, um, have established vibrant student veteran centers and innovative programs and benefits beyond the federal programs. Uh, so for example, Wayne State, they have uh, an accelerated 18-month nursing program for veterans who have 30 college credits or a military health care background. That's huge as there's a shortage of, of nurses across the country, especially across Michigan. And there are so many opportunities for veterans to not only serve in the healthcare setting, but there are also opportunities for veterans to serve in a healthcare setting where they can actually serve veterans. I think about our state veterans home, for instance, who are consistently looking for passionate nursing staff to, to help our most vulnerable veterans. 
Grand Valley State University offers their Veteran Promise, which is the first in the nation program that guarantees a spot for Grand Valley State University um, at high, for high school students at, the, at that school who enlist in the military. So you sign up to go to the National Guard or the Reserves or the Army, and you automatically get admitted to Grand Valley State University. And you can utilize all those benefits from the GI Bill to um, MingStap, which is the Michigan National Guard. Um, state tuition assistance program and beyond. So there's scholarships out there um, and it would definitely be difficult to navigate the maze of benefits and to find meaningful connection on campuses um, when veterans don't feel like they fit in. And so it's really important that, you know, if you are a part of an educational institution or maybe you're a student veteran um, or a spouse member that you really connect or find out if your school is connected to some of these types of initiatives. Because one of the things I've consistently heard is that, and, and felt, not just heard, but felt, um, that when we're released from the military, we, we lose our family, we lose our tribe. And so a lot of times veterans are trying to figure out that next thing, whether it be employment or going back to school or maybe both, there has to be a space where they can feel connected to people who understand them. And so having these types of spaces on the college campus is critical in helping with mental health support, helping with um, educational support, and even uh, resource support. So um, if you're not taking advantage of some of these things or you're not taking advantage to, their, to your fullest, then I encourage you to give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. Get connected to Chris Taylor, who, who you'll hear from next, and, and really find out how you can, can make an impact and, and thank a veteran and their family member for their service through service. I will also, also mention that um, student veteran programs like Student Veterans of America are really making an impact on these campuses, and they're active um, across the state and beneficial to veterans. So if you're not connected to those, I encourage you to find out. I know, I know you're busy. I know you probably have family. I know you have a lot of things going on, but at the end of the day, that connection is critical and can actually lighten the load on the burden that you may be facing in other areas of your life just by finding out what resources are available for you. So um, as always, I will say that you can reach us 1-800-MISHFED, that's 1-800-642-4838, to get connected or to find out what schools near you are veteran friendly. The other place that you can find out if you don't want to make a call, you don't want to check our website, is to download the Y Michigan app, that's Y-M-I, and you can get it on an Android, an OIS device, so you can get it on your Apple device, iPad or whatever, and it's a free app where you can just put in your zip code or you can actually find um, your region of the state and see what things are available to you. Not only schools, but jobs, what veteran service officers are available to you to help you with your benefits and other resources in your area. So I encourage you to check that out. And I also remind you that if you wanna be a guest on this show or you have a show idea, please go to our michigan.gov slash MVAA page, click on the about us section, scroll down to the bottom and then you can uh, email us to uh, give us that show idea or to request to be on the show. We'll have somebody vet that and then we'll get back with you to maybe have you on as a guest. So um, I'm really excited to, uh, to introduce our next guest, uh, Chris Taylor, who will be on next to discuss um, what he's doing in the education space and how you can be involved more in that area. So you don't wanna miss it, stick around because we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, we're talking about veteran-friendly schools and most and, and, and most importantly, talking about the conference that we just held. Um, before I introduce our first guest, I did want to remind you all that we have this amazing Veterans Gala coming up November 6, 2022 at the Lansing Center. It's going to happen. It's going to be big. It's going to be awesome. And if you have not purchased your ticket yet, I encourage you to go to our website, check out the events page, and you can click on the link to get to that. Or you can go to the NAGAM, that's N-A-G-A-M, um, the, National, the National Guard Association of Michigan, where they are selling those tickets as well. And you can purchase your ticket there. But I will say that last year we had a wait list. There were people trying to get in. So get your tickets because they will continue to go fast. And I don't want to miss you. So get your tickets. We hope to see you. I'm sorry. And I said November 6th. It's November 5th. So it's Saturday, Saturday, November 5th in Lansing. And you can also um, find out more about um, potential um, hotel space in that area, too, if you want to stay overnight. So we hope to see you. All right. Our first guest of the show today, we're welcoming back Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is the educational analyst for the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency and currently works for over 60 veteran-friendly certified colleges and vocational programs across the state. He's an Army veteran, huh? and earned his Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology from Michigan State University and his Master's in Management from Davenport University. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Thanks, Dr. Yeah, so uh, I didn't know you had a, a BA in psychology, so I think that's why we get along, because I have a BA in psychology, too. Um, um, so we're talking today about the Veteran-Friendly Schools Program and the Veteran-Friendly Conference. Before we get into this amazing conference we just had and some of the takeaways from that, can you tell us, like, what is this Veteran-Friendly School Program for those folks who may not know about it? So the Veteran-Friendly Schools Program really is a way that the state of Michigan and the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency recognizes those colleges and universities, those anything post-secondary uh, vocational programs, anything that's VA education's uh, eligible uh, for doing the amazing things for the right reasons for our military connected students. That's how they identify their students, how they work with their students, the, the resources on campus. And the MVAA and the state of Michigan recognize these schools uh, with a tiered uh, certification program where they can earn bronze, silver, gold level status based on the, the criteria points that these schools meet. And I got to say that uh, of the 63 schools that we have certified this year, two thirds of them are gold level, which is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And it's not easy work to get up there either. So you have to do some things to to get to that level. And we'll talk a little bit about that maybe in some of those takeaways, but you know, uh, for a veteran friendly school, uh, I know you talk to students all the time about certain things. Are, are you seeing the impact um, that these schools are making uh, on veterans and their families? I really am. The, uh, the, the welcoming atmosphere that these campuses provide to their military connected students is, I, I, the, the benefit can't be overstated. The, the feeling of connectivity and inclusion on the campuses really makes, makes the transition from military life to academic life uh, a lot less painful in a lot of ways for these students. And, and it's, uh, it's really great to hear these students talk about the, the resources that they've found and used on campus. Yeah, that's great. And so, you know, you have these 63 schools who are veteran friendly certified and you're you're working with them on a regular basis to make sure that maybe they're they're looking at um, 
an MOS, so the military occupation specialty from the military, and then looking at credits and seeing how you can you can mesh those so that a veteran doesn't have to redo those credits. So you're doing that, but then you're also doing it so much more. And so one of those things that you're doing that I would say is more is you're hosting these conferences. Can you tell us, you know, first of all, why why a conference? What you're talking to them all the time. Well, what do you need a conference for? Sure. So it's it's a way to say thank you. First of all, you know the hosting these conferences where we're able to bring these certified schools together to uh, get best practices, share best practices, and and to make the the academic landscape for these schools smaller. So these. Uh, the students can reap the benefits from having the smaller network of these professionals from the schools uh, that can come together and learn and feed off of each other's successes and, and challenges. Um, the, the conference is really an opportunity for us to say thank you uh, and, and to recognize these, these folks that are doing amazing things to bring them together, share the best practices, put industry professionals in front of them, give them, give them the opportunity to ask real world, real time questions that impact their, their programming. And for this conference, we were able to bring in a, a panel of students to speak firsthand about what has been amazing for them, what has been uh, a challenge for them and what's helped them to be successful. So, Getting their perspective and letting our schools hear that firsthand is an opportunity that they don't get on a normal day-to-day operational basis. So, you know, we talked about, I guess we're talking about this conference and, you know, we'll talk about who was invited. But before we get into that, like, you know, we're talking about this veteran-friendly school atmosphere. You know, who can be a veteran-friendly school? Is it just limited to colleges and universities or can dairy farming school and aviation and boat? Boat school. I mean, like, can you talk about some of the schools that could maybe apply for this? Absolutely. If a school is eligible to receive VA funding through the GI Bill, then they they're eligible to apply to become a veteran friendly school. They if they're within the state of Michigan and they're they they accept the GI Bill and they they're a certificate program or a degree program, they're eligible to apply. Some of the great schools that we have. Of course, Michigan, Michigan State, get our Big Ten universities in there, but we've got our private nonprofit universities. We've got a vocational program in the UP. You mentioned boat building. We've got the Great Lakes Boat Building School in Hessel, Michigan, which is a phenomenal program. So if they can take the GI Bill, then they can apply to become a veteran-friendly school. Yeah, that sounds like a school, cool school boat building, especially <laughs> in Michigan. So, you know, I don't know. That might have to be my next gig. I don't know. Um, I think that's, that's going to be a retirement plan for me. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, so who was invited to this conference? And, you know, what was the theme of this conference? So the theme of this conference was how to attract and retain military connected students to your campus. And, and I invited the schools, anybody in any school that was certified as a veteran friendly school, again, as a thank you, they were invited to attend. Um, so it was open to veterans uh, center uh, management. It was open to staff and administrators, students from the schools. It's really open to anybody that has contact with our military connected students at our veteran friendly school certified institutions. Now, and I will say I was there. This was really, you know, this conference, you know, while it was a thank you, I will say it was really a training and education conference too. Um, you know, the, the presenters that you had, um, that talked about the different components and how 
those schools can make it a better environment for veterans really, you know, I saw people taking notes and they were becoming better educated in that space. So, you know, kudos for you for that. Um, you know, one final thought or question that I have for you is, you know, people are out here in this space and they may not be a school, but what are, what, what's, what's a takeaway that you would say that maybe they could maybe utilize from this model to implement in their own business practice organization? Sure. So, I mean, just understanding what it is that sets your military uh, connected population apart. Understand that uh, they're not traditional students. They're not um, fresh out of high school. They're not fresh out of college. These are these are individuals that have real world experience that have value. Um, they've, they've seen things, they've done things, and they can really bring a, an added value to your institution, your organization that is unique to each and every person. Um, but also they share a certain bond and a certain way of uh, communication and, and a way to change a, a, an organization's way of thinking if they're just willing to listen. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, you know, I definitely appreciate what you're doing um, with the veteran-friendly schools in this space and educating those schools on how to just be better and because that's going to make all of us better, right? So I appreciate your time today, Chris, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Director. You know, when we come back from commercial break, we'll be speaking with Jake Kokowitz from uh, Saginaw Valley State University, a student there to talk about what it means to be a successful student veteran. And just as a reminder, if you want to find out more information about what we're doing um, in this space or just resources available, you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Stick around. We'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Our next guest today is Saginaw Valley State University Master Student and Marine Veteran, Jake Kokowitz. Jake was an infantryman who served with the Marine Corps Security Force Battalion in Kings Bay, Georgia. He was involved in a motorcycle accident in which he, he lost his left arm and sustained a traumatic brain injury. Following the accident, Jake was attached to the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, where he would counsel his fellow service members. Once medically retired, he moved back to Michigan and recently earned a bachelor's degree from Saginaw Valley State University, where he's also currently enrolled in the Master of Social Work program. Congratulations on that. Jake is the president of the SVSU Student Veterans of America chapter and works in the Military Student Affairs Office, assisting other military-connected students. Welcome to the show, Jake. Uh, thanks. Uh, thank you, Director Adams. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for your service. And I know once a Marine, always a Marine. So uh, thank you uh, for that. Uh, I know today is uh, actually this past week, we just celebrated um, the Navy birthday. So I know that uh, Navy and Marines serve very closely together. So I don't know if you're celebrating or not or celebrated or not. But uh, but uh, I know you guys take all that seriously. So <laughs> happy birthday, Navy. Uh, yeah. Marine Corps birthday is coming up. So yeah, we never hear the end of that. Um, so I um, just wanted to share with our listeners, too, that SVSU is one of our goal-level friendly uh, schools with the vibrant Military Student Services Office, um, Student Affairs Office, and you work in the office to help student veterans be successful. So can you, you know, Jake, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about, like, why are you continuing to serve? Like, what what motivates you to continue to help other 
veterans who are students? Uh, the transition process of uh, uh, of a veteran from active duty service to civilian life is is very difficult. Um, and I like to be there for that individual. I actually heard uh, an extremely interesting quote uh, just the other day. It was, um, you, your military service is 24 hours a day and seven days a week, and five years of service is equivalent to 21 years in a corporate world. And I think that's interesting to look at because when, when you're going through that transition process, they only give you five days of a TAPS program to get you uh, to be in a civilian state of mind. And um, being there for those veterans that are transitioning from the active duty service to civilian life and uh, going to school and getting an education is my main focus is what I'd like to do. And I just like to be there as a welcome, uh, welcoming face, smile on my face and to help them through that transition process because it's, it's difficult and I've done it. Uh, and I think I didn't do it perfectly, but I did it well enough to get me to where I'm at now. And if I can give any of that advice to them to help them uh, make that transition easier, then that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great perspective. It's it's great that you're continuing to do work in social work because that's that's really important as well. And you know, that was definitely an interesting quote. I mean, you think about being on, like mentally on, uh, is is taxing on your body. It's taxing on your mental state. Um, and then, then all of a sudden you're just supposed to turn it off like that. And so, yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to look at things. And, and maybe it helps us to look at the struggles that veterans face as we transition out of service into the civilian world and then into a school environment. So you, you went from Marines, you know, you had your, your injury while you were there and then now you're coming in with, you know, not only, you know, you, you have, you're an amputee, so that's something that people are probably going to ask questions about, but now you're coming in as a service member into a different environment, maybe with younger folks in school. And then you may, maybe, you know, you maybe have some, some other more seasoned individuals, but how was that? Uh, it was, it was difficult. Um, I think the hardest thing is, uh, I think a lot of people feel intimidated uh, to ask me what happened uh, because they automatically assume that this happened overseas I'll be the first one to tell everybody and anybody that it didn't happen overseas. It was uh, due to my motorcycle accident. But um, I, I encourage people to ask me what's going on and in, in why it happened because of uh, the difficulties and uh, the accident that happened to me can happen to anybody in the United States. It's not specific to me. It could happen to anybody. And if I can help anyone get through that that difficult time of their life and making a tough decision, like electively choosing to amputate your arm, then, then I'm, then I, then I'd like to be there to help them out. You know, um, you mentioned, you know, how, you know, people want to ask you that question and they assume that it was overseas. That's, it reminds me um, when I was injured, I fell off a deuce and a half truck with the rails up while preparing to go to Iraq. Um, you know, here I am in a wheelchair and I go to these events and, you know, everyone was maybe they were in combat or, you know, they had their injuries and they'd ask me and I'd be like, nope, it was over, it was it was in the country and it was immediately like a whole different shift of attitude and dismissive. Did you find that people are a little yeah, less yeah. dismissive? Yeah, absolutely. Like you can almost see like the look in 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 uh, 
the look on their face or the way that they carry themselves or, or what they were expecting and in, in, in how their body language changes the second you say, oh, it wasn't because it was overseas. Not that they lose any respect for me, but it, it was the fact that they had this notion and, and, and pictured this this setting and it wasn't that setting at all. And they're almost like flabbergasted that, that, that that's the outcome and that, that that's actually what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that, that can, depending on the person, right. That can be devastating, right. It's, it's almost well, like it a can, letdown. Yeah. And it can be difficult too, for certain, certain people to deal with. I know I, I struggle with it because um, I was looking, not looking forward to uh, going overseas, but I wanted to have the opportunity. I, I, I wanted to use the training that I had received and, and, and put it to use and see how well it worked. And I struggle with that. And I know that there's other veterans that struggle with that as well. And if I can be there to help them, then I'm here. Well, you're doing some great work from what I hear at the school already. Um, what, what has been, what was your greatest challenge um, coming back home? And how are you helping other students get through that? Uh, feeling alone. That was the biggest, that was the hardest thing is like, while I was active duty, I was surrounded with uh, a lot of men and women that would, regardless of what was going on at that time, would give their life for me in any instant and would always have my back regardless. And then I went from that to not knowing anybody, um, not necessarily not knowing anybody, but not, not knowing people that would have my back, like the group of men and women that I left behind. And that was difficult extremely difficult and if I can be there for another vet to let them know like hey you're not alone you can do this uh, I'm here with you and I will I will get I will help you get through this transition then I'm here and I think that that's that's the big thing that I struggled with the most was was feeling by myself and so um, just, you know, before we wrap up, what are some of the things that you are doing in the, the position that you're in at the Military Student Veterans Affairs or Student Affairs Office? We help educate, uh, we help uh, the students with their education benefits. Um, but my main, my, what I like to focus on is just being there for the veteran and letting them know that um, they're not by themselves with whatever they're going through. I'm here, uh, phone call, text, uh, I will answer regardless of what I'm doing. I'll step out of class if I see that phone call ringing and it's that and it's that student's name. Um, but SVSU does a great job of supplying a very welcoming environment for veterans through the Military Student Affairs Office here. It's fantastic. We have uh, a great director, Bethany Alford, and great other um, service members that are working inside that office. So if someone wanted to find out more about uh, attending uh, SVSU as a veteran, where could they learn more about that at? Uh, SVSU.edu and uh, at the quick links, search Military Student Affairs Office and it'll take you right to our page. All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I look forward to seeing what you do with your Master's of Social Work. And thank you for your service again. And happy early birthday, Marie. <laughs> Thank you, Semper Fi. Thank you for having me, uh, Director Adams. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back after the break on The Veteran's Perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Joining me as my final guest is Jill Hinton-Wolf. Jill is a Grand Valley State University's first director of the Military and Veteran Resource Center. I didn't want to mess up the name. <laughs> Previously, she worked in corporate marketing and as an advertising PR professor, professor as an entrepreneur and an Army military intelligence soldier. In 2021, she received the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency Veteran Educational Advocate of the Year Award. She serves as a vice president of the Kent County Veteran Services Advisory Board and on the Michigan Hall of Heroes Board. She is also a lifetime member of the American Legion VFW and the Women Veterans Alliance. She lives in Michigan with her husband and five children and is active in the legally blind community. Welcome back to the show, Jill. Thank you, Director Adams. It's so good to be here. Yeah, it is. It's uh, great to have you back on the show. And I just wanted to give a huge shout shout out to your service uh, animal, uh, Hannah, for winning. What was it? The VFW uh, Service Animal of the Year or what was the award name? Yeah, it was uh, their top dog campaign for service dogs. And so, yeah, she she went up against well, at the end, eight different service dogs were all amazing. And um, at the end of the day, they, she was named the the top dog. So she's she's very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. And for those out there, I've met Hannah and she's wonderful. So she deserves the award. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just we we're talking about our veteran friendly schools conference um, that we just had. And I'm really just trying to highlight a couple of the uh, areas that were um, were were a part of the conference. Um, and I did, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Grand Valley State University is a gold level veteran friendly school and offers the Veterans Promise, which is the first program in the nation to offer veterans a spot at the college if they sign up to serve their country. So um, GVSU was that first university in the country to offer this Veterans Promise. Can you tell us a little bit about the program and how it's helping military connected students? Sure. So um, we were uh, approached by Jared, Jared Lyon, who's the president of National Student Veterans of America, and he and the president of the university, President Philomena, Philomena Mantella, was um, they, they're, they're kind of friends and and Philly, as she goes, as the students call her said to Jared, like, what can we do that nobody else is doing? And he said, you know, honestly, I've always thought it would be great if there was a university that just said, you know what, if you've signed up to serve your country, if you've raised your right hand, uh, you have an automatic seat at the table at the university. And a lot of universities are kind of nervous about this, right? Because everybody has different backgrounds and different um, you know, education levels and, and experience. But at Grand Valley, we really decided that this was um, something that we wanted to do to sort of put a stake in the ground that that we believe in these students and we're here to support them. So uh, we went ahead and launched it. It's been two years at Veterans Day two years ago and it's been a great program. And we work really closely with a program out of the Department of Education called Veterans Upward Bound. And they have VUB programs all over the country. We have one that's housed at Grand Valley. It's like I said, it's funded by the Department of Education and that program is really for first generation veterans who want to go to college. So if you don't know what a syllabus is, if you don't know what a FAFSA is, Veterans Upward Bound um, will walk you through the entire process, help you with the study skills, help you with applications, um, financial aid, all that stuff. And in fact, they'll give you a stipend 
to participate in the program. So, you know, the Veterans Promise works best because we have the support of veterans that we're bound behind it. Um, but it's also just a, a great program to really communicate to the community how much we are invested in these students' success and are willing to, to help support them on their way to get their degrees. You know, that's that's great information. And, you know, I I think about those who are serving or, you know, the, with the Veterans Promise, they've signed up to serve. But then you also have students that have already served. You know, they wouldn't qualify for Veterans Promise because they've already been out of high school um, and they signed up to serve, but they're going to GVSU. Um, you know, you hear all these conversations about, you know, college isn't necessary or, you know, um, maybe you can do some other things. Why, why is it important, do you think, that veterans consider maybe getting a degree? Well, uh, we know that getting a degree is, um, it's, it's the path to, first of all, I think just having a more satisfying life, having more options open to you for, for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. And if, if we're just looking at the numbers alone, uh, according to Syracuse University, for veterans without a degree, their average annual income is between 42000 and 56000 uh, you get a bachelor's degree, it goes up to $84,000 a year, which is a significant bump. And then, of course, if you get an advanced degree, then that goes up to almost $130,000 a year. So, you know, college isn't for everybody, and I get that. But um, if you're looking to sort of maximize your earnings, um, there's, there's, you know, getting a college degree is still a really, really good way to to build a career and build a great life. Well, and you know, that's, those are great points. And just to add on to that, you know, having that military background with that honorable discharge, as well as, you know, this college degree just takes your, your application to, to the next level too, in a lot of different areas. So that's, those are all incentives to, to getting that college degree. And, and, and I think with me, for instance, I think, you know, going to school kind of helped me grow up, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so it taught me about some things in some different areas and how to deal with people that I may not have learned just on my own or it may have taken a lot of years. Right. You know, I remember being in a job interview. I worked in the corporate for probably 15 years. And um, my military experience plus my degree just I completely stood out above all the other candidates. I'll, I'll never forget being in the final interview and and the 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 job interviewer asked me, you know, is it okay if I ask you about your service? And I said, yeah, of course. And we talked for a little bit and I was almost positive at the end of that interview, he was going to stand up and salute me. Like he was so (laughs) excited and just had, you know, just so much respect for what I had done and what I had accomplished. Um, But I never would have even made it into the interview if I didn't have a degree. So um, yeah, it's the, the two things together. You're right. Are really powerful. Well, and a lot of times, so talking about just schooling, a lot of times people may join the military because maybe they didn't like school as much and they they weren't, you know, as great in school necessarily. Maybe their grades weren't as great, but, you know, they got into the military, they went, they served, and now they're looking for these additional opportunities to grow um, professionally. Um, What do you say to them? Maybe they didn't do as great in high school, but now they're they're going to college. What, What would you tell them? I would tell them to please apply. Like, there is an opportunity on the application for you to talk, to say that you served in the military. So 
this is such a common story, Director Adams. I hear from from vets all the time that are like, ah, you know, like high school was not my jam. And I'm like, I get that. It really wasn't mine either, which is why I joined the military. But I know if you've been through three, six, 10, 20 years of service, you are a much different person than than when you went in. And Grand Valley recognizes that. So I would say go ahead and put in your application. Reach out to me. Um, I'm on uh, Grand Valley's website, gvsu.edu slash veterans. We will, you know, we will have a conversation, but Grand Valley understands the value of military service and how much you've grown. And we're willing to um, we're willing to to look at your application in a way that we would not look at the applications mm -hmm. of other typical 18 year olds. Well, and I, I definitely will add on to that, too. You know, when I when I came out, I when I graduated high school, I went to um I went to undergrad and my first year was horrible. Like I was put on <laughs> academic probation and I joined the military um, from there and uh, about a year later. And then, you know, next thing you know, I've graduated um, with my bachelor's. I have a law degree. And so that's not the end of the world. And so I would encourage you to take advantage of these opportunities. If people want to take advantage of uh, learning more about your programs, where should they go? Go to gvsu.edu slash veterans. Our conversation wrapped up really quickly, but I want to thank you for joining us again and talking a little bit about some of the programs you have at GVSU. Absolutely. It was my pleasure, Director Adams. Thank you so much for your service, Jill. And um, thank you today to all of our uh, individuals who joined us. That was Jake Kokowicz and Chris Taylor, as well as Jill Hinton-Wolf. Um, if you need any more information on resources, give us a call at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Or you can visit us at michigan.gov slash MVAA. See you next time on the Veterans Perspective. <laughs>